When Stars Align is a weekly half-hour podcast where we unite different zodiac signs and talk about popular topics and current events happening around the world. Okay, so David, Dom, thank you for joining us today. Can you give us a little brief description of what you guys do and who you are and what your signs are? I'm David. I'm a Libra. Um, I am a writer, director, and um, amateur dancer. Love it. Okay. What about you? Um, Dom, Dom Alari, uh, television writer, comedy writer. Comedy writer. Yes. Okay, great. And do you do mostly drama, David? Or? Yes, but I am um, self-proclaimed funny. You are funny. Yeah. yeah, you identify as funny. I identify um, as gay, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> From personal experience, you definitely are funny and gay. How much do you guys know about being a Libra and a Leo? Not that much, honestly. I, I'm not. Don't know that much about signs. Mm -hmm. What about you? I I know. I I don't know the other signs, but I do know as a Libra, I'm balanced. I'm like the party. It's very much main character energy, which oh, I yeah. adhere to. And I know a lot of people have some main character energy where I know I am the main character. Yes, I've heard good things though about Leos. Leos and Libras are my favorite signs in the zodiac. Um, okay. As a Gemini, we my dad's a Leo. Dom, my. Ex-lovers have been Libras a lot of the time. Wow. Great. Um, Maybe so, your next one will be too. I'm right here. I'm totally cutting this out of this. <laughs> Damn it. But no, you for sure I'll date. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, you, can just, you could bleep it out. I know. Yeah, I might bleep it out. So with Libras, you're right. They're very um, kind of like star of the show, really balanced. Equilibrium is super yeah, important. Right. Stability, all of that stuff. But also on the negative side, you guys can be kind of pompous. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> but it's not about, because that can also translate into being really into the arts or being obsessed with fashion and looking good and being a little full of yourself, but it's a confident type of thing. Is that I'm the shit. <laughs> now, Dom, for Leo, my, um, so my dad's a Leo and he can be kind of arrogant and stubborn at times. However, you guys are really, really fun people to be around, extremely good leadership skills, and you just know how to do shit and get shit done. Wow. Well, You'll take that. That's good. I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> I'll take all of it. That's great. So now that I've dissected your guys' lives, let's talk about screenwriting. How did you guys get into the filmmaking industry and what did it take for you to get to where you are today? And we'll start with Dom. Okay. So I was always into comedy. You know, we, we were just talking about Hey Arnold, you know, I, I guess everyone watched Hey Arnold, but... I was always into, you know, like I watched uh, Colbert and Conan and um, a lot of Comedy Central. So I was just growing up, you know, as a middle schooler, I always watched those things. And then in college, I joined the Harvard Lampoon, which is a humor magazine that a lot of uh, TV writers have gone to, mm -hmm. uh, have wrote for. So that, that wrote for it too. Yeah, exactly. So once I got, I got there, I kind of learned more about TV and TV writing as a career. And so I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And what about you? Um, I went to USC Fight On as a theater major because I wanted to be an actor because I love attention. <laughs> and I realized in um, my studies, because I was a huge study, um, a lot of studying, a lot of studying. And I realized that I couldn't rely on someone else to uh, cast me in anything. So I had to, you know, bestow it upon myself to create something that I would be in. And eventually I fell so much in love with writing. That's just what it, what I became um, as a writer. That's amazing. And has writing been a passion of yours for a long time? And also going along with that question, 
was this always what you wanted to do growing up? Or did you ever want to be like an astronaut, a lawyer, a doctor, mm. any of that kind of stuff? Because I always wanted to be an astronaut. Really? But I'm really claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I've seen gravity. So no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the space station's mm-hmm. not nope. huge. But um, yeah, let's go with you, Dom. What about you? Um, I always wrote, you know, I was always good at writing and when I guess school, I was good at school. I wasn't good at much else, but I was good at school. Um, and well, you went to Harvard, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, you know, I was good at school, so I guess writing came with that. But as far as like a career, I don't know. I, when I got to school, uh, college, there was, it was kind of like everyone went to work on Wall Street or like consulting because that was just kind of like the most certain career path. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'll do that. But then I, when I did that a little bit and I, yeah, you, know, you see that there's a lot of burnout. You know, it's a lot of long hours and you know just misery. Misery. Yeah. And so probably kind of like working at an agency, like a talent agency. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's like kind of the equivalent, sort of. And so um, a lot of long hours and just misery. And so I was like, well, the people who I knew who wrote for TV shows, they seem to have kind of the best of both worlds, where yeah. they're like their jobs were fun. And not like grueling, and they also had like a good lifestyle. And they but, make money. Yeah, they make money. If so. you make it, let's yeah, that's we'll true. get into that because that's, <laughs> that's the tough part. Um, David, what about you? What did you ever want to be anything else other you, than a writer and actor? I my my dream as a kid was it was very specific. I wanted to work at the ice cream store in Raging Waters, which is the water park. That was my I love dream. Raging Waters. I know. And is that in the bay? Yeah, there, there's just water park, and I and I saw the. I was like, so I wanted to work in an ice cream store, but I was like, but the guys who work at Raging Waters were the first ones to go down the slide as like for the day to test it. So that was my dream. I love that. And then I wanted to work at a mini golf course. My parents oh. are like, oh god, what are we gonna do with him? But then I wanted to design the mini golf course. Oh. My dad said, okay, we're going in the right direction. Yeah, architecture, yeah. perhaps. Mm-hmm. Then I wanted to be a lawyer. Then it evolved to being president. Okay. And then I said steps. this a lot. And then and then I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. And I, I know, well, so I know both of you pretty well. And David, like, can you please tell us about the TMZ experience? <laughs> what happened? David <laughs> worked for TMZ, guys. And I once, and now he's like a famous writer doing his shit. But coming up, he was a TMZ bus tour guide. Tour guide. Yeah, I was a TMZ tour guide. Yeah. One of those guys, and I drove by him once. <laughs> I remember that? this, and you should, yeah, I yeah, did. yeah. And wow. I shouted, and everyone was like, "Is she famous?" And I was like, "No, um, <laughs> not yet, bitch." But soon. Now you guys, you've come up, and so um, from Wall Street to writing, and from TMZ tour guide to writing, great. I yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell us about some of the projects you're working on, David. Um, the one I'm probably. I won't say most excited because I love all the things I'm working on with all of the producers. Don't forget that. Um, the thing I'm really most excited about is the new show that I'm going out with next week. It's it's kind of like a gay flea bag where it's very much an unapologetic and empowering story of a gay man's um, re- sexual reawakening. Mm. Um, so Bad Wolf's producing it, and we're going out to all the studios next week. That's oh, so awesome. Exciting. Awesome. What are some other things you've done? Um, I mean, I have I have eight projects in development. Yeah, so talk about it. You were like, I, stop at one. And I'm like, you so, have eight things. <laughs> I have eight, well, look, I mean, look, I have eight projects in development. Um, only three are really paying me right now. I've got a show in development um, that's through Apple. I had one at Amazon. It got pulled for various reasons. Um, and then four features that hmm. three could shoot this year and none could shoot in the next six. Like, it's it yeah, could. Yeah, um, in the air. But my directorial debut, which I'm really excited about, it's kind of like a gay 
La La Land means Ooh. Five Days of Summer. I love it. Oh, well, those are two of my favorite movies. I don't, even yeah. wa- I don't watch movies at all. Like, I, but I watch, but those are two of my favorite so, movies. And well, it's about the letter I sent to the man who broke my heart, and it's called So I Wrote You This Letter. Oh, I love that. Because I'm psycho. I think I read that letter. <laughs> well, how long was the letter? How long was like, your psychoness? Is the, if it's like a ten page letter, then it, no, 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 it was, it was like, like one it was page, like two. two, page. two. Yeah, 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 that's two not very pages. psycho. Is right. there anthrax in it? <laughs> I tried. I couldn't find <laughs> any. That yeah, that's, that's not psycho. No. That's not you psycho. never know. It was. It was emotional. That's not psycho. That's not. But, I mean, we all you know love. Love is very powerful. Well, hey, it take is. your broken heart, turn it into art. If he's gonna break my heart, at least I'm gonna get rich. Out. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Taylor Taylor Swift. Even even Drake to some extent. I am Taylor Swift. Yeah, very yeah. swifty. Okay. He got me the red, um, the red scarf. I'm not a big Taylor Swift person, but you know she does. Everyone knows she sings about her exes. Yeah, you know, yeah. She, sings she puts them on blast, which I do respect. Okay, and she, then Dom, tell us about some of the shows you've worked on. So I wrote for Blackish. I wrote for The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, That's gotta be fun. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. Um, Wait, I have a question about The Simpsons. And are they predi- how are they predicting? Yes, it's just a, it's just a do volume thing. No, it's just are a, you it's clairvoyant. A, no, no, I wish. It's just a, I wish. It's just a volume thing. Right? If you have thirty. Two, thirty-three mm. seasons. If you have, you know, like yeah. It. Think of like the number of jokes. Like jokes are you're just exaggerating, right? But like yeah. jokes sometimes become true. You know, like so jokes. True. You know, so it's just it's just a volume thing. It looks, it, it's, you know, you. It's pretty wild though. It is. I, yeah. The oh yeah, when he's yeah. Walking yeah, down that was, the yeah, yeah. No, we did predict that. No, I'm just, I, it was. I'll link that. I'll yeah. link that TikTok. No, it, it's just a, a volume thing. Honestly, it's like when you've done that many episodes. Uh, I'm sure you know. Twenty years from now, we'll be saying South Park predicted things. Yeah. Um, so. Hey Arnold. Yeah. Exactly. Um. <laughs> but um, that I saw a couple pilots. I did one on HBO, one on TBS. Cool. Um, and then I'm I'm writing a feature right now that I'm. Ex- I'm just saying I'm not excited about it. I'm excited. About it. Um, no, I'm writing a feature right well, now. Everyone always is like I'm so excited about. This yeah, movie. exactly. I, yeah, I feel like it's cliche to say that you're excited about things. You know, I have you know a distanced irony from about everything. Yeah. But um, I'm writing a feature that I like, obviously because I'm writing it. But uh, and like some show ideas I've been kicking around. But cool. and also consulting on some show that's like. Super top secret. So just a ton of stuff. Uh, a few. A impressive. Impressive. <laughs> and, okay, so this is a question um, that I always want to know the answer to, and people usually have different answers, but what does it take to really make it? And yeah. how much of that is writing all the time, and how much of that is networking and who you know, honestly? Um, I give a really good blowjob. <laughs> this is why I brought you on. This is why. <laughs> David, I love you. It's funny. I, I I made that joke, and people believe me because I had Angelina Jolie attached to one of my movies. Oh wow! Um, she had to drop her scheduling, and you know, and had mm-hmm. But people were like, "How did you get her attached?" Because it was before I ever had representation, and I would always wow. just go a lot of hard work. Oh my god! And they were like, "Really? <laughs> no, who the fuck am I gonna blow to get Angelina Jolie to do my movie? Uh, who knows? If it were that easy, she'd do every movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's no, true. Girl, well, she no one's this good. <laughs> Um, so it's blowjobs for you. No, no, no. It was honestly, and um, I'm in this weird new phase of my life where I'm actually doing the balance of work hard, play hard, because mm-hmm. I've never like actually gone out. I never used to go out. So like there are... Um, and you play hard, honey. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> yes, Your parties are great. The wow. best. Queen Daddy okay, parties are becoming okay, have to legendary. Queen Daddy lair. Yes. Lair of Queen Daddy. Lair of Queen Daddy. Um, but I would say in most nights, like there was a many uh, um, New Year's Eves, I would work at Barry's, my shift would end, and I would go home, have a glass of wine, and write, and like cheers to myself at midnight. Mm. So it is a lot, to, it does have a lot to do with writing and I mean, keeping yes. at it. it. But as far as networking and who you know... How do you get to know people like in this industry? What do you do? Well, and actually networking for me was really interesting because I always, I come from a family of, from high tech and business mm-hmm. and networking is, you know, essential to all of that. But 
I always had the wrong view of what networking meant because I always viewed it as transactional where it's like, we'll get, we'll get drinks. I'll meet you. Let's get drinks. I want to end the drinks by saying, how can you help me? How can I help you? And then, you know, our yeah. careers are helped after that. But someone told me, and I've, I've, it's kept ever since that networking isn't transactional. It's farming. You plant seeds and then you cultivate relationships and those relationships take years mm -hmm. to grow and foster. And you need to like, you need to take care of them. You need to cultivate them. And once they are ripe, you can pick them. But if you pick them before they're ripe, the plant will die. Wow. And that then they will really keep bearing powerful. fruit. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you are definitely a writer. Um, <laughs> can you tell us, Dom, what, what has been your experience as far as your balance between writing and networking? Uh, well, first, to, to make it, you have to go to Harvard. And then, uh, I was <laughs> okay, no, easy. No. Uh, and then you have to write for the Harvard Lampoon. Um, no, I don't know. I think there's a balance of meeting people, knowing people, but then also having like good material. So yeah. I think you know you have yes. to have something that is compelling, but you also have to like once you have that thing, you have to have, be able to get it in front of somebody who can you know exactly. get you who is an agent who can get you an agent, mm -hmm. you know who can get you a job. And so I don't know, I think it's a balance, right? You have to have something that's like really really you know compelling. Yeah. And uh, so I guess you know the more you write, the more the higher likelihood that you'll have that thing that's you know gonna just knock people's socks off but I think there's also a level of it's not 50-50 it's it's I don't know, maybe 80-20, okay. maybe. 80-20 being right It can be one. either one, honestly. How many, how many hours a day are you writing? It's like this movie, I think like a month ago, I, I pitched this idea to a couple of people. And it's a movie, I had, an idea I had kind of already really written, but I had, you know, like years ago, but, you know, to update it sort of. And like, it just really resonated with them. And so I was like, okay, I was going to, I had a version, I was like, I was going to write from scratch. And so like, that's like, you know, I guess it's been a, in a month, I've written like 100 pages of this like screenplay. But like, that's, like because I'm actively working on something. I mean, I think yeah. you also, I think you also have to live certain things too, right? Like especially okay. for writing, right? Like I'm sure, yeah. like like this thing you're working on, it's like you know a gay flea bag. You probably like had to first live x number of years. You know, you had to live it first, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think I'm a big I'm a big believer that you write what you know, right? Like yeah. I think that, especially in comedy, like you know, Blackish is you know like Kenya, the creator. You know, he grew up in like. Like a rougher neighborhood, then he moves to like a nicer neighborhood, and that shows about like a guy who lived in a, who grew up rougher, and now he's raising a family in a nicer neighborhood, and it's like in giving your kids a better future, like what do they lose? Like now they're kind of soft, and so you know the insecure is about like dating in Los Angeles, like your friendships, and so like Issa Rae's from Los Angeles, she exactly. she's I she presume yeah I presume she's dated, so like you know, <laughs> well now isn't she married? She is, yeah. she is. So congratulations, yeah, yeah Congrats, exactly. Lisa. Congrats. I love you. Yeah, we love you. Um, so yeah, I think that like. You do have to live certain things, so mm -hmm. I don't think you have to like just be inside writing all the time. But I think yeah, like if you if you want to write, like just write a bunch of pilots, you know, mm -hmm. write, or write a bunch of features, and you know, have like five pilots and or have like three features, and just mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. have them know. in your arsenal. That's great. yeah. I write in sprints, and yeah, when exactly. I say sprints, like I thirty pages in a day sprints. Forty eight the other day. Oh my god. Oh. Um, but here's the thing: I don't I don't do that every day, and I rarely do that. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of my writing is actually on my morning walks. I go on two hour walks every morning. Oh wow. Um, I have my Cinema Score playlist, and people are always like, "Oh, are you like dictating, or how do you write when you?" And it's the majority of my job is just thinking, and yeah. you know, creating the story and figuring out how to solve certain you know emotional beats in my head, and then you just kind of channel it through um, your fingers. And then um, what is the motivation that kind of drives you guys to write? What do you do? Getting late. <laughs> Are you kidding me? People think it's that. so like, hot. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of true, though. Oh, I got laid. Uh. Also, it's like a release of endorphins and serotonin.
the artist and the sex drive. So mm-hmm. in your chakra system, your sacral yes, chakra. Yes, let's talk about chakras. Yeah, so your your sacral chakra is yes. right below the belly button, and it's activated through creativity. Mm-hmm. And it not only is it your creative chakra, but it's also the sex chakra. So that's why artists tend to be hypersexualized because it's wow. the release of their energy. And I told this to my mom, that and I thought she was going to be like, well, she said, she's like, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. And I was like, why do you think I'm a whore? And she's like, <laughs> because you're a whore. When I was in college, like, it's kind of like this drum beat, whatever. And I think that it's like, oh, like, follow your passion. But every time I would meet kids who were following their passion, they're, like, I remember, like, there's one girl who, you know, like, all the kind of black kids or the kids who really, you know, wanted to get paid, you know, first generation or whatever, were, like, doing the whole Wall Street thing in the summer, like, mm-hmm. consulting finance. And then, like, I remember, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to, like, just live on a farm this summer. I was like, wow, that's so cool. You live on a farm. And, like, her dad was, like, the former governor of, like, you know, New York. And I remember one, I had this, I was just taking, I was taking a screenwriting class that's taught by the guy who actually, who wrote Groundhog Day. And then we had this kind of uh, yeah. yeah, we had this girl in the class who she had like a pet pig, and she was just kind of like she didn't bring it to the class. But I just knew she had a pet pig. I love like, that for her. Was, like, it, she, was it like a big pig? I think like, like a smaller pig, but like she like lived off campus, which like no, no one at, at Harvard really lives off campus, and like she lived off campus. She had a pet pig, and she was like kind of different. Mm-hmm. And I remember like over one break, I found that that, that uh, she like shoplifted over the break, and it was like a huge national story because her dad was Rudy Giuliani, yeah. you know, and like so Rudy oh, Giuliani shit. is like Casual you know. <laughs> Oh, like she, you know, but so I remember feeling like, well, all these people who are like kind of doing something different, like, well, obviously you can't because your dad is right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but I think that's very like, oh, like follow your passion. But it's like you know, if you come from a background where like you're, you know, you have to kind of think about like your family or like your, yeah. you know, like your, mm-hmm. your, you know, like. So I think that like honestly, for me, it was very much like I was in college, I was like okay, like I was always doing business and you know finance type stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll do the Wall Street thing. And like my second summer, I was doing like. uh I like working at Goldman Sachs. Like just, I was like working there and I was like kind of doing these long hours, like the grueling, you know, investment banking thing that you see on TV or, you know, movies or whatever. I don't think following your passion is reserved for like people who, you know, come from wealth. But I think that like, it's a lot easier for those people to kind of be like, oh, like, what do you, you know, yeah. like, just follow your passion. We're looking at you, Kim K. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, 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 she didn't have that comment. Yeah. She's Did like, you leave us that? alone. Yeah. She, I know she's getting a lot of hate for that, but yeah. I mean, it was a little ignorant. Well, I'm, I mean, with the idea of passion, I think it's really interesting because there's this idea that we, I mean, in our industry, we have mm-hmm. so much self-worth connected to our professional accomplishments. Yeah. And... I did this why I battled through depression for a while because I was like, I w- nothing was going to be able to happen. And the idea of passion versus purpose and mm-hmm. the, the yes. difference, but also the confluence of both. And what fucked me up the most was when I saw Soul. Oh, I, I saw can see a Pixar, right? I haven't seen it yet. So good. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. wow. Did you see it? I was saying, I know it was him. I know if you haven't seen it by now, I can so spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like his passion. Well, it's his purpose. And that's what he was purpose. getting at. Yeah. And it, 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 I saw the movie, I think a month, because the movie came out a month after my first press release, where I it was like David Mandel brought on to adapt Amazon. Oh, wow. So it was like, so cool. my face was, it was a bad picture. I, <laughs> I had to get professional shots after oh, that. Wow. It's like, shit. But it's like a selfie. I thought it was it was like this incredible moment for me where I was like, whoa. And then it was, it was just, it was a little, you know, it was less exciting than I thought it was going to be. And when I watched Soul, he gets off stage performing with Thea Williams at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He found his purpose. He, he was, he did exactly what he was meant to do. And he gets off stage and she's like, hey, teach, how you feeling? And he just looks at her and says, I thought it would feel different. Yeah, I remember that. That was a really yeah. powerful moment. Wow. And it's heartbreaking because it, it was the same. It was, that's why it fucked me up. Cause it was just, I thought it was going to be this grandiosity of being a, 
starting my life and I realized right. yeah. my life had already started. I just yeah. wasn't paying attention. Well, yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. like for like, I don't, I wouldn't say like, I'm just not passionate. I think like the passion came later. So yeah. it's like, yeah. like, after you've been, after, like having been in writer's room, like when you're, I mean, you've been in a room, right? Like, I've been show, like, as writer's assistant. Yeah, and like you, like, when like, the, like when a room is like kind of going and like the jokes are flying and the like, energy. you know, like they're like, you know, like you pick something and, like, something and like everyone's just like the, the jokes that never make into the script, right? It's yeah. like, the, <laughs> you know, like the stuff that everyone's kind of like right. flying around. It's like, mm -hmm. and it's like someone thinks of something, it's like, you know, you think of a joke and someone else thinks of a joke. It's like, well, how do you even think of that? That's like, like, right. how, like how are you that quick? Mm -hmm. You know? So I think that like, there's passion, but I think that like that came later. And also then yeah. like, it's, still, it's still a job. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like, it Absolutely. is a job. It really you know? is I think like, it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's a way better job than like, you know, a lot of jobs. Really, yeah, it is a job, you know. And um, what do you... But we love accountants because thank you for doing our taxes. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Do you find yourself writing what you know or writing what you know will sell? Hmm. Both. Yeah, I was going to say, what, uh, depends on how job, much I need a paycheck. Passion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> depends That's if I need true. a current paycheck and, like, uh, if there's a, an opportunity or an open writing assignment where it's, like, you're going to be brought on to write this script. Sure. If like, I like nice things. I live in a nice apartment. <laughs> I want to afford it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of things that I write aren't, you know, the most commercially appealing things. Yeah. Cause I love indie film. I love offbeat humor, like mm -hmm. dark comedy that is, you know, niche, which, you know, is like things that are regarded critically and not so much commercially. Like my favorite movie of the year is of 2021 was mass. Which oh yeah. Nobody still saw. need to see that. It's brilliant. It's four people in a room talking. Oh, and it's the most emotionally yeah. visceral film of the year. Like in comedy, at least, I think that like you have to write what you know, right? Like, yeah. So like what you know, like, like I always go back to like you know all the things that's I think you know even from like and it's they're both going hand in hand. Cause I think the reason like a place will buy a show is because like I'm sure like you know if you're a gay fleabag, it's like okay like well we know this can go 100 episodes because this person's it's their life. So they're not, not going to run right. out of episodes because like you're living like you're still living it. You know? yeah, so like so true. oh I'm and I'm going to expense all of. My <laughs> Literally this is research. Bevmo. I, oh, I was gonna go. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell the story. I'm like, oh my god. But <laughs> well, you can. I mean, well, I was gonna do um, certain things with certain people who are working on it. I was like, can we expense this? Like, <laughs> so I'm gonna do Molly in like a in a club. And <laughs> we can expense the Molly, right? It's research. I, like, I mean, it's research. Yeah, it, it's it all is. research. Um, and then as far as let's say long term goals, what are yours, and how do you hope to achieve them? And we'll start with Dom. Oh, I guess would be not. You know, I used to want to have my own show. On television, like, there's a sense of, like, you kind of work your way up, right? So, like, mm -hmm. you're, you're a writer's assistant for however long you become a writer. You know, you work your way up, you know, story editor or whatever. And then, like, at some point, you have enough credits and, like, you can get your own show. Yeah. But then in 2015, 2016, people were kind of subverting that, right? You had, like, Lena Waithe. I shouldn't have like, some lengthy IMDb page. And it was just kind of like, same thing with Justin Simeon with Your White People. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Issa Rae, the best example, with... With um, she had awkward black. Yeah, with with and she you know she kind of these people did a kind of outside the system where they had, had things that went kind of viral. No, like I think that everyone kind of wants their own show, wants their own thing, and I think I part of me still wants that, but I think that like being on a staff, like just helping someone else's show get written and made is like not. It's probably like I think it's probably the best. It's like it's like it's, it's low. It's like yeah, it's a good place to be because like yes. it's Security. not really on you, right? Yeah. It's like you know, and it's like true. it's it's yeah, yeah it's like. It's very consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Versus like movies, right? Like they can be, you know, yeah. or even yeah, yeah. Or, or development that can be, yeah. Yeah, or development that can be like this. TV so like, show, you know, it's going to be done in six months, writing wise. Yeah, staffing, like, and it's also yeah. like you, you have a place to go every day. Yeah, yes. you have like coworkers and so I like, actually, I like, I think my favorite thing is staffing, just like yeah. being like being staffed on the yeah. show because it's just like you have like a place to go, like because this industry can be very like isolating, right? And so you have like, mm -hmm. even, especially if you're writing a feature, yeah. it's you and your laptop. But like a show, it's like you in a room with a bunch of people right. and like. You know, and they're talking about their wives or girlfriends or yeah. ki or kids. You know, and like everyone's kind of bonding. So I like that. I mean, I think 
High it's definitely yeah. a family environment in a writer's room. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's, it's like a really tight. Yeah, it's like a submarine effect. Like right? you're all it. you're all sitting on this table for oh, hours a day, just laughing. Yeah, filming. even in, I was a writer's assistant on a drama show at Amazon. Didn't end up going through, but um, we, it was a really tight knit group. It was a mini room, so yeah. it was about huh. like five of us, and we just became so close. We still talk. Oh yeah, and the, like, so the Simpsons we had often split up, like. Maybe like half the writers in one room, half. Or like maybe sometimes, but sometimes one room might be like five people. So like yeah. you have that like really, you know, even in a bigger room, like even blackish or you know, over the dozen. How big blackish room? It's like fifteen. Um, Simpsons, like, Simpsons has a ton of people. Simpsons has a ton of people. And like what, what was the Simpsons room? How big? I mean, I think the total number of writers might have been like twenty, like twenty eight yeah. or something. But 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 that no, is crazy. no, no, no. But like a lot, of, it's weird because like a lot of people were like, well, like. Will be like once a week. Yeah, like they. I mean, they, like Simpsons money is like it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Even, even like well, no, even like being a, st- a story editor, I was like, I'm. I'm rich. Yeah. How, yeah, how much like, you make in Dom? My I had a, a, a very high Wait, tax. Actually, year. that that brings me to this question because I think it's really important because you go from being an assistant to, and we'll talk about your long term goals next because I want to hear mm. David. Yes. But we go from being an assistant, which you're making fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. And that's like generous. And then you go, you if you if you go, you make the next step to being a staff writer, and you're making like what sixty five hundred a week. It's no, like, well, no, I think for me like five thousand around. I can't maybe, remember. Maybe okay, five thousand a week. Fine, yeah. it pays double my rent in one week. Yeah, anyway, that's true. So it's it's insane that's true. the gap. That's why I love staffing. I know, <laughs> and it's insane the gap because I feel like. In order to get there, you have to be an assistant, and that's why it's such a struggle for young writers. Well, I like I lucked out. I, I didn't have to be an assistant. I lucked out. Um, you definitely lucked out because well, I, I, I do. I do think. No, but I'll say, look, look there, I, I do think like there are benefits to that because you can kind of be in the room without the pressure of like pitching. Like being, a, I, I I don't feel robbed of the experience, but I feel like it would have been nice to kind of just be able to observe, right, mm. and be like a fly on the wall and just like yeah. kind of see, like okay, like, you learn a lot. Yeah, you learn a lot, right? You learn yeah. a lot. And You're so not I making think, much, but you do learn a lot, and I think it just. Yeah. It gives you that experience that you can't get anywhere else. The yeah, yeah. Well, so that's, I, I and think, that's yeah. to cultivate the network too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to give just some advice to people that are listening that are wanting to break into this world and break into filmmaking in Hollywood. In a lot of cases, like you have to start from the bottom, right? So mm-hmm. most cases, I would say, it's really hard yeah. to just make it. So unless you have the viral thing, yeah. or you know, you write in something incredible and it Which, sells. Which, by the way, a lot of times when that happens, you fall as fast as you rise. Yes, yeah, that that's true. For sure. And you, I think a really good way to start is working at an agency, um, whether it be like a smaller one or a bigger one, but you meet a ton of people, mm-hmm. like make a lot of contacts, and you can work for your agent boss's clients. But anyway, long-term goals, David. <laughs> Um, you know, this might be the Libra main character energy, but uh, an overall. <laughs> what? Oh, an, an overall. An overall. Um, because I love... And explain what an overall is. So an overall is when you work with a specific studio or network to, um, they just give you a chunk of change. A big chunk of change. A big chunk of change for a certain amount of years and say, make what you want and we'll decide which of the things we want to make. Um, You'll but definitely get there. I know you will. Hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> it, look, filmmaking in general is collaborative and I yeah. love working with people, but there's something about being the genesis of a story that you're able to shepherd that into life. Mm. And I mean, working with a ton of people on different stories, because if, if I have an overall, then I can have my hands in multiple different projects simultaneously because I am energetic and I, I can't just do one thing at, at a time. Like there's yeah. a week where I had three rewrites and I did all, and I finished all three rewrites and there were like significant rewrites in the same week. Because I had to do it, you know, 
So you, you're good at juggling a lot of projects. Yes. Okay, and then as we wrap up, what would be your Yoda advice to people that are struggling to get into the industry and, like, find their footing? Um, Do you like how I call it? Yoda, Yoda advice? yeah. Uh, That's my new thing. I think for me, really ask yourself what you're looking for and what you want because I think so many people, when you want to pursue this industry, look at the result mm. and find it to be enticing, whether it's fame, fortune, whatever it is. Ask yourself how much you love this and are you willing to stick with it because everyone has a number. And, and this is this is what I was telling one, one of my friends who was an actress who was like, you know, I'm thinking of giving it up. And I said, okay, I don't care. That doesn't affect my life at all. Why well, I said the only thing you have to ask yourself, and it, it's the same thing with writing and everything. Yeah. Everyone has a number, whether it's you go on two auditions, 200 or 2,000 auditions, you have a certain amount of failures before you hit that one that really puts you onto the map. Mm -hmm. And the only question you have to ask yourself is if you're willing to find out what that number is. And if the answer's no, stop now because it is not worth it. You cry yourself to sleep too many nights. Yeah, I've been there. And I know you have too, honey. But <laughs> Henny. Henny. Uh, but that's great advice. Thanks. Yeah. And then what about you, Dom? I mean, it's, I guess it's very cliche. I would say like believing yourself and move to LA. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that I was scared of like moving out here and like, you know, like not like, having that success right away but like right away. yeah but it's like i think there's beauty in like the i mean it's easy for me to say i guess but like i think they're like because i got to skip a lot of it but I think, yeah yeah i think like also i think like when you get it it'll be it'll feel so much sweeter when you mm -hmm. when you went through like whatever yeah. you went through right so i think there's nothing wrong with like doing the struggle thing for a little I love bit that. You know? it'll be much sweeter when you go through the worst of it all yeah. oh yeah kill your ego by the way yeah be a yeah. tmz buzz tour guide if you have yeah to. honey yeah she work in restaurants do your shit well not like, the restaurant honey. Yeah. yeah i mean but there's like I so many people like, wow did you I was well like think of a lot like i can like i think oh, well, there's a joke there's a tweet that i saw or a joke that someone's like oh like if you live in la long enough you'll see someone you dated on a billboard and i feel like if you get so yeah but i think that like i've seen you know like you like you said people fortunes can rise and fall but like we've all seen people's fortunes like rise yeah. you know just like you know someone who you know one second was like here and then you're like wait that's you know, you're on sunset yeah. and you're like oh that's that guy that's that it's person crazy. so I think that like that could be you right and it could not be <gasps> you too but like it, could you know. be you. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of work to do this work and yes. it's hard it's kind of depressing at times but then there are those moments where the exciting yeah. like side of it shines through and that is what really keeps me going but I think that um Everyone listening to this, whether they're a creative or not, will appreciate your guys' humor. Uh, and contact David for a blowjob. Um, <laughs> and then, I'm kidding. Um, I'm not. not. <laughs> you guys gave good advice, and I appreciate you guys. So thank oh, you so much yeah, for coming thank on today. You. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Love thank you, my you. Leo and my Libra. All right. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>